Hi, Royals fans. This is J.J. Piccolo. The University of Kansas Health System is the official health care provider of the Kansas City Royals. And gone! Trust the same experts who make the right call for the Royals and go to kansashealthsystem.com slash royals. Good morning, Kansas City. This is the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Super Bowl Parade Day. Happy Wednesday. And as my man, Gabe Boucher, pointed out, who's uh, my partner in crime today, it's one of those wonderful rare occurrences where St. Valentine's Day falls on hump day. And so that's a big plus for everyone involved, we're hoping. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. I'm broadcasting live at my undisclosed broadcast location on Grand. Right on the parade route. I would uh, tell you uh, I'd tell you where I am, but I don't want you to know. <laughs> oh, it's fun. I love it. Just know that I'm here on Grand. I've uh, already driven through downtown, and there are many, many people already here dressed in uh, head-to-toe in red, camped out, uh, walking through the streets of downtown, uh, looking for their spot to claim their spot on the parade route. It's amazing, actually, how many people that uh, I saw driving down here. It's, it's, uh, it's wild, man. Um, and so if you are, are, for some reason, sitting back thinking, oh, I wonder what, what time I should go down there. Uh, you should uh, already be here. You should be on your way or leaving shortly because every minute that passes lessens your opportunity to get a parking spot or to get a reasonable spot either in front of Union Station or along Grand on the parade route. So, uh, But I'm here. It was, uh, it was a very uh, emotional morning. As I had, uh, it's not just me, it's Susan, Phil, and the uh, twins are all here. This is not, this is not their hour. This is not their time to get ready. They do not uh, work well in the 4 o'clock hour, so. Dogs were barking, cats were meowing, people were screaming. And that was all before uh, 5 a.m., ladies and gentlemen, so. I'm ready. I feel like my day's done almost. But it's not because I'll be on the air hosting the show with Nate Ducati and Jake Gutierrez all the way up until 10 a.m. And that's when the zone will take over. They're in a different spot on the parade route. But just know we're here. And you'll see me at some point running around on Grand, I'm sure. Fellas, it's parade number three for the Kansas City Chiefs, and people are uh, ready to roll right now in downtown KCMO. You love to see it. I get the sense that this is never going to get old. (laughs) People are not going to get tired of going to parades. Why would you? Right. Why the hell would you? And, you know, look, and I made the point yesterday, we're talking about this off the air. Um, I think with Jeff Chidi, I just talking about, 
you know, going to the parade and the experience and people that uh, decide to come down here, like I said, they've been camped out since 4 a.m., whatever. Um, you know, what is it about parades? Like when I was a kid, my mom loved parades and would force me to go to every parade there was, right? Um, and, and one of my best childhood memories was being yanked out of school and going to the uh, the World Series parade after the 1985 World Series. That was that's a that's a wonderful moment, a, a bookmark in my childhood. But I so I went to so many parades when I was a kid. When I grew up, I was like, I don't I don't I don't want to go to any parades now because um, I had a nervous tummy when I was a child and would always have to go to the bathroom, fellas. And there's not a lot of bathrooms available at parades. I don't know if you know that. Uh, and so it became uh, not a wonderful experience for me, and uh, and so, um, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't I wasn't passing up on world championship parades. I was just talking about you know normal parades or whatever. And so I've I've, I've just never been a big parade guy, but this is different. I mean, this is a, this is a celebration of a world championship. This is a celebration of uh, of Kansas City's football team, which is now uh, America's football team, the world's football team. Um, and the reason it's so cool and the re one of the reasons why, you know, so many people show up is like, again, Hey, we're, we're lucky. We get a chance to go to, to as many games as we want and cover the games. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out on every, you know, home game, uh, with Lebo out there covering games. I know Nate, sometimes you go out there in, in my place and, uh, we get to watch up in the press box and do interviews with players and, and do all kinds of great stuff like that. Um, you know, some people just don't have the opportunity to go to Chiefs games. For a lot of people, uh, it's too expensive, and I get it. You know, the, the Chiefs, that's a expensive ticket to get. And even fewer people have a chance to go to playoff games, and even fewer have a chance to actually attend a Super Bowl. And so, and, and that doesn't, just because you, you, you don't have the opportunity to go out and watch a game live. That doesn't make you any less of a fan. That I mean, you're still. I mean, I, so some of the best fans in the world of the Chiefs I know don't go out to the games. You know, they or they just choose to watch them at home. But this is an opportunity for everyone to take part. All you got to do is show a little one-two and get up a little early, and be willing to come out here and and find a spot and sit. You know, hey, you know what? And some people choose not to come down here. I get it. Whatever. You could celebrate this whole thing from your living room, and you're a you're a valued member of Chiefs Kingdom. But I just think it's cool because it's 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 all inclusive, man. It's just you know doesn't matter what part of town you live in. Does doesn't matter you know how much money you make. Doesn't matter whether you're young or you're old. Um, it doesn't matter. It's it's for everybody. And let me tell you something damn near everybody shows up. And so that's why there's so much enthusiasm, and that's why it's so cool to be able to have something like this in this town, like the Chiefs, that have just just captured the imagination of this city and, and done so much for the community and provided us. I just, I just, just think. And I'm, I'm not even talking about, like, in the history of our lives, right? Over, over you know, my 51 years... I mean, I, I couldn't name how many great moments and memories I've had out at Arrowhead or watching the Chiefs or spending time with people at the games or watching the games. But just, just think about since Patrick Mahomes has taken over. 
and how many wonderful memories and moments that this team has created for you. I mean, if I told you, list the top ten, that would not be easy. I'd probably have to sit there for a couple of hours because I'd have about 25 or 30 of them I'd have to pick from, right? Or maybe more. Who knows? But just think about how many times this team has made you feel good or made you scream and shout and jump up and down or made you live bet in the second half like, <laughs> or, 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 you know, or, or made, you, made you cry. Or just, or just gave you, you know, maybe you, you, you're having a tough time in your life and it gave you a welcome distraction. Or it, it, it represented a time where you, you get a chance to be with people you're not always around or your family get-togethers or friends you haven't seen in a while because they live out of town. Um, it's, it's just, it's awesome. It brings the community together. And that's why, like, a day like today is so special because everyone can be a part of it. Everyone can come down here. Everyone can grab a spot on Grand or, or find somewhere to, to sit at Union Station. And this is, this is the celebration of something that's so wonderful. That's why it's such a great day in Kansas City, and I love it, and I'm so glad to be down here right in the middle of it. Well, very well said. I mean, I think that um, when you started saying that, I, I think back to it's, it's kind of crazy. Some of my biggest memories – come from the 90s when the Chiefs couldn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, because that oh, was, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you know, for you and me, that, that was our formative years as Chiefs fans. You're, you're younger. You have, uh, you have all this, this passion and energy for it. You're kind of developing. I mean, this is how you develop your memories, you know. And I think that's one of the things that hits me the most. I, I always, in, in the times I've had the chance to host these watch parties down in the P&L, um, when you're standing up there on the stage, the lights from the big video board kind of shine out over everybody uh, in the crowd, and so you can really see everyone's faces. And and every once in a while, I just try to pause and take a look <laughs> and and see how. And it's a message I usually give up on stage too: is you know, take a look around you right now. You know, take a good look at at who you're next to, um, who you came here with today. Maybe you're going to make some friends at this at this watch party that you didn't even know before, but you're going to be creating a lifetime memory with the people around you, and you're always going to remember who you were with the day that you saw this moment happen. Maybe. Well, see, yeah, some people might not remember much about what happened by the end of the day, yeah. but hopefully. Jake, are there any postseason or playoff games <laughs> in your life? Perhaps you attended that maybe. Maybe you know you had a good time, but you just just don't quite remember. Yeah, is I mean, that, is that accurate? Pretty much the whole 2014 <laughs> Royals run. Hey, you know what happened? We all know you were there. Yep. <laughs> well, it's like you know, every third game I would be in trouble, right. and I'd have to be sober. Hashtag right. find Jake. Yeah. Right, <laughs> but, but, the, but the point is, if you don't remember, we remember for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, did, I mean, I, I remember very clearly Game Four against the Orioles when we swept them in the oh, ALCS because uh, the game before it was hashtag find Jake. <laughs> so I had the handcuffs I, on. I, I still my, my best, my favorite memory from that run. <laughs> Is when the sweet is, is, is well, is when is when J- Jake, like twenty four hours later, finally saw. Even though even though I was with him when it happened, he finally saw the, <laughs> the Mustakis catch. Going, you know, oh my God! Into the dugout started, sweet. Yeah, it was, he was like, "Huh? Ah, Did you believe that?" You see? I go, "Yeah, you were standing right next to me when, when it happened." 
And we saw it. I do believe it. It happened yesterday. Yeah. That's right. That's an unbelievable play. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. I mean, it was. It was. I, I was actually. I, I was watching with Jake as he watched it for the first time. He loved it. So both times. That's that's a. But for us, that's a great memory, Jake. Absolutely. It took twenty four hours to set in. So that's fine. Nate, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, that's all right. I um, I was actually kind of thinking it, it it ties into what we just heard from you know the Royals about wanting to move their stadium downtown. I'm all for it personally. I love down the idea of downtown baseball. I think that uh, continuing the the momentum the downtown Kansas City's had for a long time is a great idea. It does make me a little sad that 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 a place that that also holds a lot of really, really uh, unforgettable moments and memories in my lifetime. We won't go there anymore. It won't be there anymore. You know, it'll be gone. But that's just that's way that's that's the price you pay as times go on. But um, when it comes to what the Kansas City Chiefs have done for this community. Man, I'm telling you something. With the travel I've been doing the last year, there is nothing like a flight home to Kansas City. You, you don't have to. I, I, I don't just work stuff. The the <laughs> man. I'm, what what is it? Wednesday. I still got three days really? to go, man. Um, but there there you don't need. You know, when you're in the airport, they always have like the big video board that tells you. Which city this the, the gate is about to fly to? You don't need that sign when you get to the gate that's flying out to Kansas City. You know it's going to Kansas City because seventy five percent of the people that are waiting to get on that plane are wearing Chiefs gear, <laughs> and not just when they're like I was traveling on Super Bowl Sunday this year and flying home, and of course everybody was was decked out in Chiefs gear. But I'm just talking. I'm talking like in in. July, <laughs> in August. I mean, first of all, everybody's at least wearing something that indicates they're from Kansas City. That's certain. That's something we do. We, we dress like tourists of our own city because we're so proud to be from here. But everybody's decked in Chiefs gear. I mean, no matter what time of year you go. And it's just, it's like uh, there's a level of, of civic pride. We've always been proud to be from Kansas City. But when you're the home of the greatest football team, the greatest team in the most popular sport in this country. You got the greatest player to ever play the game. You got the most popular celebrity in the country who who can't get enough of coming to these games and is involved in the whole thing. It's uh it's taken it to a whole nother level, as you know I like to say, Stephen. But you talked about memories. I know I know last year, for example, I, I have a nephew, Cal, and I talk about who's a goes to high school at Shawnee Mission South, and he is a big sports fan. He's a good athlete, likes to play sports, and he and his buddies went down to the parade last year, and they were camped out right at that, that turn where it goes from Grand over toward Union Station. And Travis Kelsey got off the bus and was walking around and went up to my nephew and signed and autographed his jersey and a couple of other kids there, and they got video of it, and they posted it, and it went viral, and, you know, every kid in school saw it, and all, and, and all those kids that went last year, guess where they are today? They're down there, <laughs> ready to go again, because for those guys, they're never going to forget that, you know, and it was such a great happy moment in memory last year that they're going to do it again this year, and who knows? We know we know Mama Kelsey's going to be there today. My wife was very excited to inform me of that last night. Who knows who else will show up? on the parade route, but, um, yeah, man. And it's, it's awesome that you're going to be there with your family, that they get to participate in all this. And I think that your point 
about the fact that Parade Day is a day that everybody gets to participate in? Because we have right. a lot of conversations about how expensive a ticket to an NFL game is in today's world, especially the Super Bowl, back-to-back Super Bowl champs. Because it's expensive, too, because Arrowhead Stadium has become a pilgrimage site for other football fans, right? If you're a fan of another team and you look at your schedule and you like to take a trip once a year to go see your team play somewhere else, if your team ends up coming to Kansas City, that's the place you want to go. You want to go to Arrowhead Stadium. And so we see that. All, so that drives ticket prices up, too. So a lot of people are priced out. A lot of people can't make it to those games. And they can make it to this. I'll tell you what, watching this, driving in and, and seeing some of the people that were already lined up and walking through the streets and now, you know, watching on uh, watching on TV and seeing some of the fans interviewed, it's just, it's man, everyone's just so happy. And it's so cool that you, you a lot of little kids, a lot of kids that um, – I mean, it just it just it reminds me of you know being down here when I was when I was twelve for the uh, for the Royals World Championship. I was just about to say that one of my favorite memories growing up as a kid. Yeah. That's one of my first sports memories is like putting streamers on my mom's station wagon and driving down oh, when I was five years old with the whole neighborhood with you know the Gutierrez family and the Rodriguez family all driving down and. In my mom's old, you know, side wooden panel station <laughs> wagon, family yeah. truckster. Yeah, and, I, and I'm, but I'm like, they just showed a group of I don't know, ten kids on TV, and they're jumping up and down. And I mean, it, it's what we're five, five hours away from, four and a half hours away from the parade. They're jumping up and down, going crazy, and it just everyone's so happy, just so excited because they're they're going to get a chance to see Mahomes and Kelsey and. You know, in Pacheco and Chris Jones and McCall Harmon, and 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 they might they might have that experience. They might shake a hand or get an autograph or get a football toss. So it's just it's just so awesome, man. It's I don't, it, it just makes your makes your heart swell with pride and love for this town and for this football team. And also, and I'll just end it with this, and Jake, that you know, you bring up a good point. It also it also makes you think about the people who are no longer here that that maybe you, you used to watch games with or you used to go to games with. So I immediately, you know, think of my grandfather, Danny Ontiveros, who took me to my first Chiefs game, took me to several. I mean, he was, he was the one that took me probably to my first six or seven Chiefs games or maybe more. I mean, we were – in the huddle club when we used to be able to get tickets, like if you were 10 years old or younger or or, or 60 and older, you'd get discounted tickets. And I, I don't know, I want to say like 8 or $9 or something. Uh, the huddle, We were in the huddle club. And we'd go, and the Chiefs were terrible. He didn't care, and I didn't care. But then he, he still was taking me when, when Schottenheimer got there. And, I mean, we, we went, I think the last game that me and him went to, was uh, Derek Thomas's first game in Arrowhead, and I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll remember that forever. And I told the story. He took me to the the game where Bo Jackson came back and, and played, and throwing baseballs on the field, and just you know. And I, th- I think about him, and just like, oh my God, what would he be? What would he think right now? What would he think of this? You know, because he would always tell me what it was like to celebrate when the Chiefs won Super Bowl four, And I just like, tell me again. Tell me about the party. Tell me what it was like. Tell me, you know, 
what did you do? And just and, and he was the, at that parade. He'd tell me all about it. And I'd think, oh, I can't wait. Someday I'm going to go to that parade. And we're going to go. And just, you know, all these years later, you know, here we are. And I think, like, you know, my, you know, my mom, my poor mom would, you know, take me everywhere, and, you know, take me to autograph signings and things like that, like that picture that I always post of, of me and Deron Cherry uh, when I was – my little my, my huddle club shirt and getting an autograph, you know. She was the one taking the picture on the other end of the camera, you know. And I, and, and she used to <laughs> she used to sit there and pray during the shot nine errors that the Chiefs would win, so so uh, I wouldn't be so mad <laughs> after the game. Oh, <laughs> it's okay, me. They'll win next year. Like no, they won't. You know. And my dad's over here laughing. And of course, the story of. Uh, after Nick Lowry missed the field goal in the wild card game against the Miami Dolphins after the 90 season, and the Chiefs lost 17 to 16 after they were up 16 to three at halftime, and I had some friends over watching the game when I, uh, there was, we had a partition door that separated our hallway and the and the and the uh, living room, and I, I punched the window out of it, and my mom yeah my mom ran after when he missed the kicks I thought he made it and then they, oh it's it, it's short and I and, you know and I was I was angry. Angry young man, and so then I, mean, I hear her on the phone, Steve, your son just broke the window. He's going crazy because the Chiefs lost. And I think Caesars, they got me the hell out of there. Because let me tell you something, the chances of me waiting around for him to come back were zero. That wasn't happening. <laughs> I was I was going to be a memory by the time you know. Put him on the phone. He's leaving. He won't. He he won't talk to you. So you know, great memory. Jake, you like that one, don't you? Yeah, I, I said, put him on the phone now. <laughs> nope. Gotta nope. go. Yeah, he's out. Gotta go. He's already on fan front, Steve. So <laughs> that little son of a. But but so and, and we all have those stories, right? We all have stories of people that that just aren't with us anymore. That we grew up watching Chiefs fans, whether it's a friend, family member. Loved one, whatever, uh, and it just, it just, man, what, what? They're watching though. They're watching from from up above, and oh yeah. But it just, it you know, just, just like John like Elway think, and my dad taught me my first curse words. Just, <laughs> like, just like think about what your dad would have thought, because I think about what my grandpa would have thought to see John Elway have to have to deliver the Lombardi trophy to the Chiefs. Oh my dad would have been on the ground laughing. Cla- oh my clapping, laughing. Still, did you guys did you guys see the Adam Schefter podcast and he had Elway on there? And he's asking about that. El- Elway is was miserable talking about this. <laughs> and he's talking about you know how great the organization is and how they deserve it and how Mahomes is awesome. But and but it showed his face, it's a podcast and he is he just looks miserable because he is. <laughs> and it's great. And it's great. Not it's, it's, just, it's all these things. So hey, have fun. If you like, I said, if you're listening now, you better come down here because I want you to get a spot, get a parking spot. Don't wait any longer because people are already down here, and it is going to be. Boy, I cannot wait to see how many people show up down here. And so we're gonna have some fun throughout the day. Uh, yesterday, uh, me and Jake put together a little uh, a little promo where. Uh, I did a, a 60 second commercial just talking about the parade in Valentine's Day, and we're gonna see. Uh, and I used as many Taylor Swift song titles as I could in 60 seconds, and w- where it would still make sense. You know what I mean in a story. 
And so we're going to see how many Nate can guess. Oh boy! How oh many? Boy. How many he can pick out of the no help uh, with his wife from his wife or his daughter. He has to do it on his own. Um, uh, and also, so we'll play that. And also, we've got a couple of great stories that I want to talk about coming up in the uh, in the next segment. And also, we have uh, our regular awesome lineup of guests to talk about everything that's going on today, including Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com, uh, Robert Mays from The Athletic, who uh, is, is a great NFL writer and podcaster to talk about uh, this tremendous feat by the Kansas City Chiefs. And he was out in Vegas last week, too. No, that's right. He was out in Vegas, and he loved it. Uh, we're going to talk to Nate's dear friend, Bob Ibach, known as Bob Dunk. I think Nate, uh, Nate and Bob used to work uh, with the Cubs together back in the day. Uh, former Chiefs, or not former, yeah, former Chiefs safety, but Chiefs Hall of Famer Duran Cherry, who, uh, who, who, who also gets a kick out of me posting the picture of me and him when I was uh, 11 with a full head of hair. Uh, he was out in Vegas as well. And so we've talked to Duran every week of this playoff run. And so we'll talk to him about what it means to him to see his uh, his team, the Chiefs will always be always be a team. His team win back to back championships in three in five years, and then we'll do some uh, uh, picks with our with our man Mike DePasquale. Mike's got this. Mike's got picks. All that and more between now and ten o'clock. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Hump Day. Happy Parade Day. Kansas City, it's time to party. Let's go crazy. You know what? But be good to each other. Hug each other. It's, it's Valentine's Day. Hug each other. Kiss each other. All right? That's okay. With permission, of course. When you see someone, give them a hug. Give them a kiss. It's Valentine's Day. It's a day for lovers, and it's a day for Super Bowl champions. Right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Oh, boy. Steve St. John Sr. has been activated now. We're in a we're in a uh, we're in a private location on Grand where I'm broadcasting. Where we're going to watch the parade, and I just mentioned, uh, you know, my wife Susan and Gabe's like, you know, hey, you know, gotta be gotta have her head on a swivel because you know people will try to just uh, barge in here, overpower the way in here, you know, and so you gotta be, you know. You gotta make sure to keep your eye on the door, and then my dad goes, "Oh, I'll, uh, I'll keep my eye on the door." You want? Is that what you want me to do? Huh? He just and, gave him a purpose. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, trust me. I, where, where do you want me to sit? And, and um, should I say that on the air? Should I say this on the air, Jake? Yes or no? Yeah. Why not? And he just said, uh, and he just pulled out a knife. So well, there we are. Hey. There it is. My old man always had a about a six-inch blade in his pocket. Yeah, here's the deal. He has a fishing knife, and I don't think he's going fishing. No, that's what you, but you never know. Your father right. was like my father. You right. never know. Like, right. There was never a time, like, a box came in the mail. Like, right. Oh, oh, my dad, I got that. Yeah. Flip this out his, his buck knife. and Absolutely <laughs> unnecessary to have, to be honest with you, but quickly brandished it. And yeah. His eyes lit up. When uh, when he we he heard that he might have to work a little security, so <laughs> also also we were just talking about man. Let me tell you something. We were bouncing around buying some gear to wear to the parade today, and uh, we stopped by our good friends over at Love Letters, and uh, 
you guys you guys would like it. I got I got myself a a t shirt that says In Spags We Trust, baby. Yeah. Let's go. And and Sue got a parade shirt, my dad's just sitting there. And he's got a he, he, first of all I kiss I can't believe my dad's here, first of all. But his wife wanted to come down here because she's never been to a Super Bowl parade. And they watch all the games. And today is their 20th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. And so Steve St. John Sr. says he's coming down here uh, for her, you know, even though a lot of people are not his favorite thing. But he's sitting there listening to everyone talk about what shirts they have. And he goes, you know what? If I was going to get a, a shirt with a player on it, you know what I'd get? And I don't, I, I have no idea what he's going to say. So, well, who? I was actually curious. That kicker, he doesn't give enough credit. He don't miss. Does he don't miss? No, he doesn't. And he, he's almost like you want to argue because you're damn right he doesn't. <laughs> why, why, I'm not arguing. He doesn't. Yeah. I know he he doesn't at all. He miss anything. He's a, he just looks away and cusses and walks off. Record so, holder. Let it be known, Steve St. John Sr., big fan of Harrison Butker, and if he decides to wear a player shirt, it, his first choice, not Mahomes, not Kelsey, but Harrison Butker, and who could argue with perhaps having one of the greatest seasons a kicker's ever had. Now, I've been sitting on these stories like a mother hen, and I can't wait to talk about this, because when I saw this, I threw a... Uh, I threw a punch in the air. This got me so fired up. And I feel pretty good about this because for the last three weeks or so, I believe on this show we have uh, gone out of our way to sing the praises of offensive lineman Nick Allegretti. And when many people were were upset, and look, I was upset too. I didn't want him to get hurt. But many people were upset about the loss of Joe Tooney to injury and thought that might be – uh, something the Chiefs would not be able to overcome going on the road to, in Baltimore or then ultimately playing the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I just said, hey, look, Joe Tooney's the best guard in football, but Nick Allegretti is no ordinary backup. He's good enough to start for at least half the teams in the NFL, many teams in the NFL. He had a chance to leave, but he came back because he loves it here. Grenhard loves him. He's a Chicago guy, you know, and and he started in that Super Bowl against Tampa where the offensive line took all the blame. But he, 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 he wasn't the problem. You know, the issues were, you know, the tackles and just the, the, over, the overall amount of injuries that the offensive line just – it was too much. It was, you know, too many straws that broke uh, the, the Chiefs' back. But then we see him get this opportunity to play after Tooney goes out late in the game against Buffalo. Allegretti finishes the game, goes out, plays well against Baltimore. And remember the interview with him on the field, talking about how much this meant to him? And he's, he was in tears. He could barely get to the interview, talking about, you know, he, he, he tried to see on social media, but, you know, he, he looked at it a couple times. It's not that often that people are talking about him on social media, but he got all this overwhelming support, you know, for people that were, you know, rallying around him because he was going to be starting in the AFC Championship game. And it was overwhelming for him. And I told you the story about sitting down with him 
uh, at the NFL draft when I was doing an event for Big Brothers Big Sisters, Kansas City, our great friends, the Big Brothers Big Sisters, and he was doing an appearance for them with Tim Grenhard. And uh, he sat down, and we, we had uh, like a 20-minute conversation, uh, you know, on air, and then we talked also off the air. It just, what a great guy, right? What a great guy and what a great teammate. You hear Sherm talk about how much he loves Allegretti. And so, and, and here we go. He had his chance of redemption. You know, he starts in the AFC Championship game. He starts the Super Bowl, and he helps his team win a championship. Then we find out last night, Tom Pelissero tweets out from NFL Network, Chiefs guard Nick Allegretti, who started the Super Bowl in place of all-pro Joe Tooney, played all 79 snaps despite suffering a torn UCL in his elbow in the second quarter. An MRI yesterday revealed the full tear. Few players are tougher than Nick Allegretti. And then his players, his, his teammates, start to, to see that tweet. And they knew he was hurt, but, you know, retweeting and, and just talking about Allegretti. Look at Just look up Nick Allegretti and see what his teammates are saying about him. Creed Humphrey, one tough SOB. And, of course, when you get when you get the man, Patrick Mahomes, he retweets and says, Beast, man, we told him we needed him out there, and he didn't miss a snap. He got hurt in the second quarter and tore his freaking UCL. And he's hurting. And Mahomes tells him, we need you out there. And he didn't miss a snap. Man, you can't tell me nothing about Nick Allegretti. Nick Allegretti, what a badass. Nick Buchanan Jenkins has. <laughs> yeah, man. He's like, uh, he ought to star in the new Roadhouse movie. You know? Pain don't hurt. I mean, damn. What a what a badass. I mean. <laughs> Jake, I mean. <laughs> He snap. You kind of need your arms to block too. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's like, wow, he doesn't he doesn't need his elbow. But he didn't miss a snap. Yeah. It's like, oh, he came out for a few snaps and he got look. He didn't miss a snap. He completely tore his UCL. And he just didn't miss a snap. Definition of toughness, man. In the Super Bowl against the Forty ers the biggest <laughs> the biggest moment. Like, you know. How much do you think his teammates love him? I mean, that and that's that's. What that, just what a shining example of the culture of this football team and what separates this football team from the rest. Laying it all in line, man. I mean, is that, isn't that incredible? And like you said, it's it's he wasn't going to let anything keep him out of that game. That's what I mean. You know, the, you heard the emotion from him yeah. in that interview. You know what it meant to him because the last Super Bowl that he started. Was what happened against Tampa, and, 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 he, and he, that, that's not how the story was going to end. And he rewrote the ending of his, of his story. And, and let that be a lesson to anybody who goes through heartbreak and devastation. Keep going. You don't know how things are going to play out. You never know when an opportunity. Um, you, and you, that that let that let those heartbreaks and devastations just be part of your origin story, not 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 the de- defining part of your story. You know, and for him. He's going to appreciate this moment so much more than a lot of other people would because of what he went through. 
And he didn't give up. He kept going. Look at him. Justin retweeted, what a freaking animal. What champions are made of. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, man. Legendary status, man. Dude. And, and we'll, now, now it, we'll talk about that forever. Right. That's what I mean. He just, that's, that's legendary. That is a legendary moment. He, he better not pay for drinking Kansas City the rest of his life. I'll tell you that right now. I can't wait to talk to Grenhardt about that because, you know, Grenhardt's just he, – Grenhardt will start crying thinking about that. That Chicago kid going in there and playing like yeah. that. And that's – man, you, you dream of having a teammate or coaching a player like that. That's incredible. Nick Allegretti, you freaking stud. Back after this on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Did you listen to that spot, Nate? I did not. Good. We're going to play it for you, and then we're going to see how, how uh, well you score. Okay. But first, here's the other thing I wanted to mention in this hour. Jake sent us this uh, last night, and it's been making its rounds on social media this morning. I saw it tweeted out by Ryan Clark. And this is uh, this is amazing. This is from Neil Payne, Stathead sports writer, editor. Uh, you can follow him at Neil underscore Payne is his uh, X handle. But this is from Neil's Substack. So I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna read this to you. I mean, it, it's uh, he, he's legit, and it, it, it appears to be here. It, it appears to be accurate. Jake, right? I mean, you, you. I'm sure you did extensive research before. Yeah, no, sending was, it out in our, our text thread, right? This was mind blowing. I, I, okay. I definitely had to do a double check, and I was like, these num- <laughs> these numbers don't seem real. All right, but they are. So Neil Payne, Neil Subsec. This is just titled Mahomes. Since 2001, there have been 125 drives in the NFL postseason where it was at least the fourth quarter, there was under a minute left to play, and the team on offense trailed by seven points or fewer at the start. Again, since 2001, 125 drives in the NFL postseason where it was at least the fourth quarter, there was under a minute left to play, and the team on offense trailed by seven points or fewer at the start. These are your standard clutch moments for a football team, the do-or-die drives that win or lose critical games. Out of those 125 possible drives, only 40% of them saw the team on offense pull off the magic trick and get the points they needed, 40%. Some quarterbacks are pretty good at it, such as Tom Brady, who in those opportunities went 5 for 11, 46%. That's pretty damn good, isn't it? Pretty good. Drew Brees went 3 for 6, 50%. Pretty good. 
but only Patrick Mahomes is perfect in those dire situations, having gone seven for seven. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> and the thing is, we spent a lot of time this year saying, boy, the Chiefs haven't had any comebacks this year. You know, we haven't really seen those those fourth quarter drives that you're used to seeing from Patrick Mahomes where you know if he gets the ball, he's just he's just going to go win. If they get to that point in the postseason, and even that was a, a, a narrative in the postseason for a little bit, right, was, well, the Chiefs kind of played from in front. What, what happens if they get behind in the fourth quarter? What happens if they got to go on a last-second drive? Oh, they'll do exactly what they need to go win the game because Patrick Mahomes, it's what he does every time. Every single time. That's that's incredible. The comparison to Breeze and Brady is it's, 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 it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Jake, I mean, it, it is ridiculous. But I mean, that's that's why we're seeing greatness, though. Like that—that's what makes him the best ever. Because the the best ever before him, their numbers aren't even half of his. I mean, it, that they're out of this world. The seven of seven. I mean, the guy's perfect. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, in, in your in your mind. I don't know about you guys, but in my mind, like, so was Brady. I, I just, like, assume he, you know, because you always used to have that idea, boy, if, if you give the ball to Brady at the end of the game, you, know, you might as well just try to win the game now because if he gets it back in his hands, he's going to win. Well, he's 5 for 11. <laughs> there were six times he didn't. Um, the one that always, I, don't, I, I can't remember how much time was left, but the one that always stands out to me is uh, when he had a chance to, what, what was the situation at the end of the Eagles Super Bowl? When he got sacked and stripped. Yeah. At the end of the game, pretty much. Yeah, my memory doesn't doesn't really serve me that well when it comes to that. I'm trying to think of the other times he would have failed in those situations. Probably. Uh, against, against Denver. That's what I was going to say. And then I mean, the, pay, the championship pay, game at Denver. Remember pay, they hit they, the, the two point conversion mm-hmm. they didn't get. And then I imagine maybe in the uh, the first time Peyton beat him to go to the Super Bowl. I think that was in the divisional Did round. Did he get the ball back in either of those Giants games in the Super Bowl? You know, and have it at the end. Yeah, remember because he threw that deep pass to Randy Moss that it, it damn near would have been one of the most miraculous plays in Super Bowl history. Yeah, remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, you remember? I remember some things. <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, they had a Hail Mary against the Eagles, too. With nine seconds from about midfield. And that could, you know, you, you go back, you could pick some apart and say, well, guy, guy might have got the ball back with ten seconds. And you can't really say, well, he didn't get the job done because that's not, that's not a realistic opportunity. But, it, well. you know. I mean, Mahomes, 15 seconds. 13. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was uh, 
Philadelphia was up 38-33, and it was second and two uh, with 2.16 left in the game. And he was sacked by Graham and fumbled it. So that, but that doesn't even fit because that's not under under a minute. But that's still, I mean, that's you know, he had, he had the ball down five with two minutes left, and you know, so there you go. I just, I don't, I don't know what the hell that is. That's that's amazing. It's just amazing. He's one of a kind. All right, we're live. Uh, Nate Bucati and Jake Gutierrez. Back in studio, I am live on the parade route on Grand in an undisclosed location. But just know this, I'm watching all of you. I'm watching every single one of you. And so far, I like what I see. (laughs) I'm watching you, Kansas City. We'll be right back into this on WHB.